Haunted Travelers Podcast, your weekly dose of theme park news and entertainment. And now, here to talk all things coasters, theme parks, and even more, here are your hosts, Jack Lathrop and Chris Jones. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Twisted Travelers Podcast, episode 22. As usual, I am Chris, and I am joined with my lovely assistant, <laughs> Jack. Jack, say hello. Hi. I'm glad I'm lovely. I, I'm a, an assistant, though. We got to talk about that. No, no, no. We're co-hosts. It's even. So here's what's gonna, we're going to have t-shirts made, and yours is going to say co-host, and mine is just going to say assistant. <laughs> You're the intern on two shows now. On two shows. Yep. Y'all. <laughs> I got my work cut out for me. All right. So, let's see. We have not too long of a news this week. We're getting close to the end of Ride of the longer Week. Longer than last week's. Yeah, longer than last week's, but still not too long. And then we have a special guest for the back half of the show this week. Yeah, All right. it's going to be fun. So, let's jump in. Um, starting off on kind of a negative thing. Uh, SeaWorld's had to lay off more of their employees. It's sad. Um, everyone that's affected by it, our thoughts are with you right now. Um, and SeaWorld, stop trying to buy stuff and pay your employees. Like, please. Yeah. It, part of me thinks if you would open Iron Gwazi, maybe you get a little boost in revenue and then you could pay your employees. But oh, either, I know. I, either way, it's not good. But I don't think I'm too surprised about this, considering it's been dead like every time I go. Uh, so obviously, not a good thing. I could low-key see them closing towards the end of the season. Would not surprise me. Um, but hopefully things get better soon. 2021 will hopefully be a much better year for SeaWorld and the entire industry as a whole. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't. I don't see them closing BGT. That's. I mean, that's their year-round park. I think they're going to keep it open. Mm-hmm. Um, I could see them taking off like two weeks in January, maybe. But I think they're going to try to keep it open. Everything else, I wouldn't be surprised to see be done by end of October at the latest. One thing that puzzles me is it is it even worth keeping Bush Gardens Williamsburg open at the moment? Like they have such a low threshold that they're allowed to have as far as people in. But they're charging big for these events and they're still so they still have to pay for parking. It's like a fifty dollar ticket to get in. Well and SeaWorld San Diego zoo thing is super expensive too. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I haven't seen how crowded either have been though. I haven't heard anything. I think the Bush Gardens Williamsburg one has been very successful because they've been able to open the rides up. Um, San Diego, I haven't seen as much out of. I don't think it's been as successful because it's like $80 to get into a zoo. And I'm sorry, that is ridiculously expensive, even for some of the best zoos in the world. Yeah, that's really expensive. But SeaWorld is struggling, but hopefully it will be better next year for sure. Yeah. Okay. You say the name, I can't. Oh, I think it's La Feria Chapultepec. So their uh, Schwarzkopf shuttle loop is for sale for $490,000. So if anybody just wants to team up, we can pull together and get this. Mm-hmm. Where to put it? Not sure. 
Now we we'll put probably it... just buy it for parts, but we we don't know. Well, probably we could put it in my backyard, and it would be a terrain coaster. How would we even do that? I don't know. Yeah, no, I don't think that would work, Jack. I mean, it might. The spike goes up the hill, and the loop is in my neighbor's backyard. We can only wish. Uh, yeah. Um, it'd be nice if a small park bought this and actually had it operate, but I think it's more realistic for it to get bought for parts by Knott's would make sense, or the Six Flags Parks with Shorts costs would make sense, like over Georgia, over Texas. Uh, Lagoon, yeah. Maybe? Any park that's got a short scoff and needs the big thing. I don't think they'd want to buy the whole thing. It would be if you could just buy the trains from it. That would be great for some park, and I think the trains would already be sold. But since they want to sell the whole ride, it's finding the park that wants it. Now, I'll be honest. If I were, if I personally were in charge of a park and this were for sale, and I needed like a quick budget coaster that would be insane this is what i'd go for because well, uh, so here's what i'll say with it being only four hundred ninety thousand dollars, i don't know if this would even be considered a quick budget coaster because we know the issues that la Ferrea had with maintenance it could need like a lot a lot of of extra work done if you know what but I'm saying. even then so you're looking at five hundred thousand dollars up front that's still a heck of a lot cheaper i would say it would end up costing about the same as a raptor well then why not just get a raptor again footprint um what the park yeah. wants and again who knows it could be in good condition and we just yeah so yeah i i think the most realistic thing would be for parts but hey if it ends up going somewhere that's awesome yeah extra credit all right so uh silverwood is teasing a new attraction for 2021. I have no idea what this could be. Never been to Silver Silverwood. Never really looked at a uh, park layout or anything like that. So I don't even have a guess. That's I have a guess, but it's more of a. It really is just a shot in the dark. I could be completely wrong type thing. I doubt it'll be a coaster. Well, it's been a hot minute since I've gotten a coaster, so I am. My guess is a coaster. Uh, it definitely looks like it's going to be for the dry park um, just because of uh, the, their their marketing campaign is using dry colors. Okay. They usually wouldn't use dry colors for a water park edition. So yeah. that's my guess. And then with them, they have such a good working relationship with RMC. I am going to say a Raptor. I could be completely wrong, but that's my guess. Well, that would be amazing, but I'm not going to get my hopes up. I, I would, I could see it just being some thrilling flat ride, maybe a uh, Gerslauer, like a Zamperla Endeavor. Now, I haven't looked at their flat ride layout. I don't know what they have, but I could see it being something like that, which it's like the only park in that area that would probably bring in some people. I'm sure it doesn't have to be huge to bring in people, I don't think. Yeah, that that park is. I've said it before. It's like that's a park I want to get to because they've got some unique rides, and it just looks like a lot of their stuff is rides I would enjoy. CCIs. So, yeah, CCIs are you know that's the main you know, thing. You know, I love CCIs and the first so. inverting arrow. Yes, the original corkscrew. So yeah, so it's definitely a park that we'll have to go to eventually, but. Mm -hmm. 
Not I, I think soon. We've seen enough people do the trip now where it's like, I know what we would do. You'd go to oh. Salt Lake City, you'd do Cannibal, you'd hit those parks. I'd pretty much steal the drunk riders trip and the trip um, Taylor, Scott, and Sarah just did. I'd steal that. Yeah, that seems like what everybody's doing. It makes sense. So, yep. We'll definitely have to do that someday. I am kind of upset about I'm re- I'm willing to be proven wrong, but I am kind of upset by this next one. Okay. So I, yeah, I looked in the show notes and I saw you put boo next to this and I'm curious as to why. So, okay. Yeah. So we're talking about Carolina cyclone is getting new, but actually old trains from vortex at Kings Island. And I'm a little bit upset. Now I, there's a couple of people on Instagram that actually like work in the park and actually got to ride it in the spring with the new trains, and they said it's good, but here's why I'm not happy. So the the original Carolina Cyclone trains were, like, super low to the ground, like, super low to the track. It almost felt like you were sitting in, like, a bathtub, whereas the Vortex trains sit a lot higher off the track, and I'm worried that that's going to affect how it rides. Yeah, I can see what you're saying. I like I remember that helix you felt really tight in there mm-hmm. at, at the end. And I know a lot of people hate on that ride, but me and Jack both love that coaster. Yeah, that is that is a must ride at Carowinds for me. Like every time I gotta ride it. And oh, it was always yeah, I love it. second to back row is the magic seat for me on that ride. Yeah, so, yeah. that that coaster is awesome. But I can definitely see what you're saying. Uh eat so wait, did they get like both the Vortex trains and are they both going to get used or are they going to mm-hmm. put one on and use one for parts? So they've got, well, so Vortex had three trains. Okay. So they're completely, this is what happened. So they took the chassis from the original um, Carolina Cyclone trains and the bodies from the Vortex trains and combined them into Frankenstein new trains. Um, so they're basically combining the two and then using everything else for maintenance parts. So you've got the third train for maintenance parts as well as, um, the leftover parts from the old ride or from the old trains. So, so if they're using the cyclone chassis, would, would that mean that it would still be lower? No, because if I don't have good pictures of them, but the, well, actually I might. If you look at like the physical size comparison of the old trains versus the new ones, let me see if I can find some pictures. Like the height of the bodies is extremely noticeable. Well, with I mean, with the Karens people saying it's good, I'll take their word for it. Hopefully, it does still end up being good because that coaster is awesome. It's my fourth favorite in the park as of now. I haven't done Copperhead yet, but yeah, I really enjoyed that ride. I think I rode it twice. When I was there, once that night ride with you, and then once the next day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's another thing. A night ride on that coaster is fantastic. That's why Carolina Gold Rusher is my fifth favorite in that park at the moment, because the night ride on that ride was fun, too. Yeah. The only thing I hate about that coaster is that those trains are, like, sitting on, like, a one-inch picnic. Or, like, yeah, like a one-inch picnic bench or something. It's ridiculous how small those trains are. Oh, that wasn't it. I think we've told that story before. What happened with Gold Rusher? How we ended up in different rows because we were racing for Fury. Yep. Okay. <sighs> Here, I'm dropping them in general so you can... These aren't the best, but I think they get my point across. 
the comparison between um, the Vortex and Cyclone Trains. Okay, Vortex and Cyclone. Like, just look at how much taller the Vortex trains are and higher off they sit than the Cyclone trains. It's kind of hard to see from the pictures, but I can kind of see it. Yeah, like, I, I'm tr I don't really have any other good pictures, like, side view pictures of the Cyclone. Actually, maybe this one. Let's try this one. We're going off on a tangent here, and we don't I even have more. I either. think I like the look of the Cyclone trains better. They just look fleeker. Yeah. Um, Vortex's stripes look cooler, though. Well, and they did... I don't think they kept the stripes, but they did keep the chrome touch for the new trains. Maybe this one. So, I mean, they've got that going. Okay, so... Oh, yeah, you can see it better, this picture, how that's a lot closer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Okay, I can see it now. Yeah, uh, hopefully it'll end up being a good thing or just doesn't affect it at all, but we'll see. Yeah, that was my whole thing when I, like, so I, we knew it, I don't know if we ever talked about it, but I saw the trains last year, or I, I, I saw the trains at one point at Carowinds, so like I knew it was going to happen, and with Firehawks trains also being there, it's like, yeah, they're going to Carowinds. Yeah. Um, it really just was a matter of are they going to do it now, or are they just using it for parts? Mm -hmm. Alright. So, so alright. Our next thing we have, American Dream, reopening on October 1st. Also, I read that they are going to be trying to open Sandy's Blast and Bronco with it, which is great for New Jersey enthusiasts to get that intimate. We New, maybe we should go there on our trip. Uh, hey, I thought about it, but I don't. We'll have to see. We can talk about that after. Well, I don't think I could because that's like that, yeah, that's a great adventure. But you could issue. try. I could try. I, I might have to look. There are Kenobis. I'll have to pick. We can maybe put a poll up. <laughs> Where should I go? Where should All Chris right. go on his vacation? You decide for him. All right. So. Sandy going to be open. Obviously, it's a good thing to have it reopening. Uh, Shell Razor looks fantastic as usual. I would think about going there, but we'll see. Uh, good news for American Dream, though, with them being closed for so long and how they were already in such an issue financially, it seemed mm -hmm. like. Uh, them finally being able to open, I'm sure, is huge. Yeah, that that whole park, there's been such a rocky history with that. Um that it's going to be good for them to be reopened. Mm -hmm. All right. So we have a couple more things. First being Velocicoaster at Islands of Adventure. Track work is complete. Uh, I saw it in person like a week ago. It looks amazing. I, I can't wait for this thing. I have no idea when they're going to start testing. Like, do you... Uh, do you think that they're going to mainly just test overnight or do you think they'll actually test during the day? I don't expect I'm a I don't expect them to start testing for a couple more months. Oh yeah. Um cuz I think they're going to they got so much construction work still happening in the site with theming and rock work mm -hmm. that it really isn't I don't think it's safe for them to test the ride right now. That being said, when I I do think they will start testing by December, I think that's that's my guess is when 
that's the latest we'll start seeing testing. I could see that as early as the end of October, depending on how stuff's going. Mm-hmm. But I think between October and December, that's the time frame for testing to start. And I think no it matter, is it's no going to be at night. when they test it. I'm expecting Dan to have video. Yes, Dan the man, the myth, the legend, is going to be getting us video of it somehow. Um, but I do think they are going to test at night. Um, I mean, he he filmed Dueling Dragons demolition at night, <laughs> so I think he can do it. It's possible. So mm. I think we'll get to see testing footage of it. I don't think we're going to get to see like a lot of testing footage of it until like two weeks before it starts opening when they really start pumping trains through. Like mm-hmm. on the daylight training team members, because you don't want to bring your team members in in the dead of night and train them. They'll train during the day. Yeah. So. All right. So, our last two things, real quick. No Six Legs announcements for 2021. Uh, yeah, we expected this. Pretty much, other than that one Screamscape rumor. Uh, but yeah. not really a surprise. Just everything getting pushed back one year makes sense for Six Legs financially. Yep. Plus, they've got enough rides that they didn't open this year that they need to open next year. So, Yeah, and our last little thing. So I don't really know what's going on with this, but there's something happening with Halloween Horror Nights, apparently. I had read somewhere scare actors uh, getting emails about second auditions or something like that. And the Halloween Horror Nights Twitter page has been like kind of doing some teasing. Wouldn't surprise me if we got a smaller version of Horror Nights that still happens this year, especially considering Bush Gardens is doing Hallow Scream. It would make sense because if they don't do it, Bush Gardens is just going to steal their entire market. But we'll see. Well, so this is how I imagine this conversation went. So all of the Bush, so Universal's announced that they're not going to do Halloween Horror Nights, and everyone at um, Bush Gardens is like. Hold my beer. We're doing this thing. And they're just like, yep, we're doing it. Everyone come to our event. We're doing it. Yeah. And then I can Universal see the executives sitting in the, um, at, or at Universal, they're just sitting there and they're watching and they're waiting. And then they look at the COVID cases going down and then they turn back and they're watching and they're waiting. And then they just say, hold my butter beer. We're doing this. <laughs> Yeah, if Universal does it, they'll get all the market because they have like that cult following for Horror Nights. Mm-hmm. And I'm just imagining. We'll get it. Like, let me find this picture. This is what I imagine the looks on. Um, this is what I imagine the looks on the people's faces at uh, Bush Gardens are going to be like when they say, yeah, when Universal says, yeah, we're actually doing Horror Nights. This is what it's going to look like. Uh, so for those of you who can't see, this is uh, it, it is a Michigan fan on ESPN uh, with his hands on his head in shock. I believe this was after Michigan State blocked a punt and won the game off of a return. It touchdown. was so glorious. Uh, yeah, that that's pretty accurate. I definitely say so. Bush Gardens and shambles. <laughs> yep. My dad okay. and I were running around the house like crazy people when this happened. We were like nuts anyways 
And you have this picture saved? Oh no, I just Googled it, but it's, oh, okay. I re I vividly remember this being on the TV. Like it was great. All right, it, so great. <laughs> so, ride of the week. We are down to four choices on our RMC list. Number four. We have Iron Rattler, Lightning Rod, Twisted Cyclone, and Twisted Colossus. Uh, I have written three of these. Jack has written all four. I have not written Twisted Colossus. Mm. All right, so I will spin the wheel, and let's see what we get. It is spinning. Da -da 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 -da. This week's, we have Iron Rattler. Iron and Rattler. We have to Texas. All right. You go first. I feel like we need to make a blanket statement that you your opinion, while valid, is also invalid. Hold on. No, I try to keep operations as separate because that's not the ride's fault. That's the crew's fault. The ride itself, I'm not going to take into account in my ranking of Iron Rattler based on how the operations were. Okay. I promise. Okay. If I did, it would probably be dead last on my RMC list, but it's not. Now, with that said, I will say it is probably outside of the Raptors, my least favorite RMC. And I can understand that. Uh, um, I know a lot of people have that opinion. So here's my big thing with Iron Rattler. And I will, it is a great ride. It's like, it's an RMC. None of the rides we've talked about RMC-wise are bad. They're all good. There's just I'd good, say they're all great. great and insane, and this just definitely falls in the good tier of them. So my big issue with Iron Rattler was that it was one of their early rides, and because of that, it's extremely lacking in its intensity. Mm. Uh, yeah, I mean... It I can see that it doesn't have as much force as a lot of the newer ones, but even then, like for me, and I'll get into it more when it comes around to my turn, but it just has that uniqueness factor with the quarry wall. Oh yeah. There's no denying it an extra push for me. There's no denying it's a unique coaster. Um, the quarry wall is fantastic and the trains are great. Uh, we've talked mm -hmm. about it already with Texas giant, but uh, Chris and I both like these trains more than our, all of the RMC trains. But like I said, I think everything it did was good. The drop in the airtime was good. Going off the core wall, that was the best part of the ride. Like, that was insane. But everything else, this was the same year that I rode Vengeance and Twisted Timbers and Twisted Cyclone. And, of course, I ride Lightning Rod every weekend. And all of those, I mean, like you feel the G's at the bottom of each hill and then you feel the difference going over the top of each of it. And this one, like you felt it, but it was just not as much. And so that was the big thing. It's like I was walking in expecting vengeance, I think. This is I still on my like still vengeance is amazing stuff. And then I got off of it. It's like it was good. It didn't okay. bore me. So. Yeah, I can see where you're coming from, especially with, like, it isn't the most intense of the RMCs for sure. And I know a lot of people uh, say that it's their least favorite because dead spots, and I'm putting air quotes around that, uh, at the top of the quarry wall, which I disagree with, but I can still understand where they're coming from. But, so, like Jack said, the trains are amazing. They look amazing, too. Uh this ride has really good landscaping. It looks beautiful. And mm -hmm. 
as far as on ride, it is really good. It's not as intense, but it's fantastic. Uh, that first drop is terrific. Wait, everybody will admit that. And then you go into that like little airtime hill, and then you turn and dive off the quarry wall, which is great. Zero G roll, tons of hang. When I rode it, the top. I know you know some people think that this is the worst part of the ride, but I was like, that's actually pretty fun. You get like those little pops. It's like a nice break. And then my favorite part of the ride, that drop off of the quarry wall, you get flung out of your seat. Yeah. Yeah. And then you go through the tunnel, which is great. You pop up into the break run where you get a ton of airtime. So overall, it, it is awesome, but because it's not the most intense, it's not my absolute favorite. Like you were talking about insane, great, and good tier. I put this in the great tier. There's only three that I've done that I think are insane, which is Twisted Timbers, Steel Vengeance, and Lightning Rod. But it has that uniqueness factor. It's got the airtime. It and like the roll and that drop off of the wall are enough to put it up there for me. I think it's my fourth or fifth favorite. It and Outlaw Run flip around for me a lot. Um, is I think it's my. I think it's down like my. Well, it, minus the Raptors, it'd be like number nine or ten for me. Um, yeah. yeah, well, you, I can you understand know, why still. I will also say this again. This is this is a fighting point. I love RMC. Don't get me wrong. Wrong. I love RMC. They are not my favorite manufacturer by a long shot. I don't even think they're in my top three. I think uh, Mach and M and GCI. I like more than those than RMC. I think mine. I go back and forth between CCI and GCI. Those are my two favorites. Um, and then B and M. And I think yeah, RMC would probably be my number four. Yeah, again, that's not a knock on the ride. They're all crazy. It's just I am a huge lover of classic wooden coasters, and B and M just never fails. Exactly. Like I love GCI's balance between laterals and airtime, and they make like the best wooden coasters out there right now, in my opinion. Like easily, so you've got to have one wooden coaster manufacturer up there. B and M never fails. Mock just makes these new up and coming rides that are fantastic. Plus, they made my number one, so I put those ahead of RMC. But uh, you had said you that the newer ones you liked more, and I yeah, I definitely agree with that. You can tell as RMC grew how much better they got because of all the iBox coasters. You've got Twisted Timbers and Steel Vengeance in the insane tier for me, and then the other ones just weren't as good as those two like not at all really in my opinion yeah um that was really my thing it's like you could tell that they, alan shulky was still like figuring out what he could and couldn't do with the track so it really was just like a, oh this is another experiment and then you get to 2013 and you've got outlaw run and that's where i really think they started to realize we can push this stuff Oh yeah, for sure. With and then they had lightning rod, which is amazing. Uh, but My I, I feel the like most ambitious ride. I feel like once they hit that year where they did timbers and steel vengeance, that was like their peak so far. Because tw- twisted cyclone, even though it's shorter, is still absolutely fantastic, and I like it more than storm chaser. Like those three coasters, you could tell was when they were like. 
let's push it as much as possible when it comes to the iBox track, in my opinion, at least. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm Rattler, I'm trying to figure amazing out ride. Still. All the RMCs I've ridden. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I'm missing some. Are we pulling up the rankings or not? Well, I was just going to see if I do actually have Iron Rattler ranked at the bottom. Um, you have to have it over Twisted Cyclone, right? No. Really? The length no. is just a big difference. I have Stone Chase, Twisted Cyclone, and Twisted Timber. They're ranked 28, 29, 30, and Iron Rattler sitting at 35. Oh my. So it is your bottom. Uh huh. Uh, let me look. Trailblazer, okay. Wonder Woman, Twisted Cyclone, LL Run, Lightning Rod, Steel Vengeance, Twisted Colossus, Iron Rattler, Twisted Timbers. What am I forgetting? Well, there's the Raptors. One, two, three, four. I'm Did you say LL Run? Yeah, I'm missing one because I've ridden 10 now. You said Twisted Colossus. You said Twisted Timbers. Did you say Steel Vengeance? Yeah. Huh. Hold on. What episode was it we ranked these things on? Oh, we did do that. <laughs> Wait, hold on. I'm going to RCDV and I'm just going to name them off and see which one it is. All right. Rocky Mountain Construction. Ibox. Okay. So, Iron Rattler, you said. Yep. Steel Vengeance. Yep. Storm Chaser. Oh, that's the one. Okay. But yeah, for God, me, I it last weekend. For for me, the elite ones are all three of my top five, and from there it drops off. And Iron Rattler is number four, uh, at my number sixteen spot overall. Iron Rattler at seventeen, New Texas Giant at eighteen, Twisted Cyclone at twenty, and Storm Chaser at twenty-one is my least favorite. And then I've got Wonder Woman, which is the Raptor, at thirty-one. So. Yeah, um, it's let's there's silence. So is it it is last, isn't it? Yeah, hold on, I'm putting my list in order real quick. Um All right. Because it has changed a little. Um, there's that. We're getting live rankings overview from Jack. This is the process of him changing his list. Yes, yes, it is. Um, so uh, while we wait, why don't we uh, do a little off topic? Sure. We haven't done one of those in a while. Yeah. Okay. Here, like, real quick, I've got, and then we'll do off topic. So, uh, one is Lightning Rod going down the list. Lightning Rod, Outlaw Run, Twisted Colossus, Steel Vengeance, Twisted Timbers, Twisted Cyclone, Storm Chaser, Iron Rattler, Railblazer, and Wonder Woman. Yeah, I can. I can see all of that. I definitely. We're not can. even going to mention that I have Outlaw Run as my second favorite RMC. I, hey, I can see it. The Drunk Riders will be proud of you for that one. They hated on me for having it at my fourth. Oh no. Uh, but yeah. I can definitely see you know, that. We're all, we're all get hated for having Steel Vengeance ranked at fourth. <laughs> I don't understand them. Like, how do they call our takes trash? Jack? Do you realize he's 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 here. He's like 
don't say know, anything bad because he'll just appear. I don't care. Marcus Mako is not hot garbage. What is wrong oh with my you? God, this is this is that is the one I can't get over. Here we go. Okay, off topic. What's your off topic? I'm waiting for football. That that's it. I'm ready for Thursday. I'm ready to play fantasy, and I'm ready to watch the Bucks win games. And I'm going to lose. Uh, honestly, I'm kind of. Uh, if we lose this week, I won't be too surprised. Because we all play the Saints, oh, and it's Brady's yeah. first game, so he's still learning the offense. So I wouldn't be too surprised. But it's Brady, I still think though. Brady really good. I know it is, but still, new team, new system. He hasn't done this ever, so we'll see. But yeah, that's that's what I'm doing. Um, so me off topic. Um, couple of things. Played golf for the first time in like two months today. It was I was hot trash. Like Mako, apparently. Ooh. Um, no, the big thing is I am currently beta testing iOS 14 for my iPhone, and I'm in love. Yeah, it's, iPhones. It's so nice. I have widgets now. I can. I haven't showed you this, but I can actually. You can pin text messages to the top of um. Uh, to the top of your iMessage page, so like you, you're now pinned at the top, so you don't get lost in the like millions of other texts. I, get. I mean, we text often enough where I feel like that wouldn't happen. It rarely happens, but it has happened a couple times. So, yeah. Okay. Well. So yeah, but iOS 14 is great. Um, there's a couple bugs. I've already had. I've already sent a few, like feedback messages to. Um, Apple, but I'm really liking it, so it's gonna be nice. Widgets are fantastic. That's the best thing. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I feel like I had one other off-topic thing, but I t- oh yes, I've been learning Blender. Finally, I have that on my computer, and I've I haven't learned it yet, but I'm I might have to. I did this last night. Hold on. Well, that looks pretty cool. Oh, yeah. I was quite happy. My computer was not happy. It was screaming at me because of uh, the rendering it, but my, I was quite happy with how they turned out. Yeah. So. All right. Well, so. That's off that topic. Right of the week and off and topic. Off topic. So next we will have our guest. So here we are with our guest. Today we have ryan from theme park tours so ryan uh tell us a little bit about yourself name home park coaster count all that sort of stuff yeah hey guys thanks so much for having me on uh so my name's ryan uh, i started this company uh theme park tours my home park is six flags great adventure i actually worked there from 2012 to 2016 as a flash pass attendant uh, okay. my coaster count is 186 right now was able to squeak in uh, Bush Gardens, Tampa, before the COVID shutdown. Uh, and that's about it. Yeah, good stuff on the horizon, though. All right. So you have created theme park tours. So tell us a little bit about what it is just in general. Yeah, definitely. So, um, you know, when I was younger, I was always kind of, you know, keen of, of, of doing a theme park review uh, tour. Um, and now that I've gotten to be a, bit, a little bit older here, 
um, you know, I, I thought it was just such a great thing for the coastal community. I know how wonderful it is when we all get together and kind of do things as a group. Um, so I thought, you know what, now that theme park review has kind of, you know, changed their views a little bit and has kind of gone a little bit of a different direction um, from the, from the view of some coaster enthusiasts and then, you know, the American coaster enthusiasts, while they're great, do more of like daily or kind of weekend type events. I said, there's kind of a, a great spot in the coaster market here for, you know, people to be able to get together and go on an actual, you know, six to seven to eight day long tour, um, you know, visiting some of the best amusement parks in the world, um, you know, being equipped with flash passes, having ERT, you know, just being as a group, I think is just such an amazing thing. And I said, you know what, there's nothing like this now, you know, why not make something like this? So that's kind of how this whole thing got started. Yeah. Good. I like what you're saying about, um, the, the, uh, like niche in it. Cause you've got the weekend events and I'm an ACE member and I've been going to their events for four or five years now. And while yeah. they're great, you're right about that. It's like, once the day is over, we all go our separate ways. If it's a two day event, we might see everyone again tomorrow, but once the event's over, it's like, okay, we're done. Thank you for coming. But this is something entirely different where you get to go on a week-long trip. You can get all your buddies to go meet some new friends, which that just sounds awesome. Exactly right. Yeah, that, yeah. That, was, that was my whole thing. And I'm just essentially like, while I love you know, Ace and Theme Park Review and I have the utmost of respect for them, um, I wanted something that kind of you know, filled the gaps, per se. <laughs> I like that a lot. That sounds... It's almost sounds because Ace's big events that I love are the coaster cons, and it almost sounds like a coaster con on wheels. It's like, okay, yes. we're doing this for a week. Exactly, exactly. So the fun isn't just going to stop after, you know, three to four days. We're going to try. I mean, our first tour is only six days. I'm, I kind of want to just dip my feet into it a little bit. I don't want to go too, you know, overboard on the first trip or be too overwhelming for myself or any of the, you know, tour guests. So I thought, you know, six days was like super respectable. Um, and it also gave you that feel of kind of, you know, getting away from home and having, you know, something devoted to, you know, coasters. And that's really what we all love when it, when it boils down to it. Yeah. So your first tour is going to be next year, correct? That's right. So the dates are set July 11th to 16th, 2021, seven parks in six days. This is not for the faint of heart. This is for real deal coaster enthusiasts who want to spend time with other people who are you know, enjoy the same hobby. So it's going to be, I'm really, really excited. And well, uh, yeah, let's walk through this first tour. Cause I was looking at it a little earlier today while I was waiting on my dad to find his golf ball out on the golf course. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's walk through this first tour and it's your, it's the Northeastern lead off is what you are calling it. That's correct. Yeah. I thought of some silly name I could call it, And I thought there was really nothing better sounding than, the Northeastern leadoff as our inaugural tour. Um, so I'll give you a little bit of a breakdown of, of how it's going to go. So I tell everyone this, um, I strategically start and end all of my tours at major international airports. Um, and I do this so that anyone across the entire globe can fly in and join us for a tour. Um, you know, it would be very difficult if I said, let's start at one park and end at a different one. Then everyone would have to make arrangements, you know, getting Ubers or shuttles or taxis from wherever just makes it a whole big, you know, difficult thing. So for everyone's convenience, our first tour will start and end 
at Newark Airport in New Jersey. Um, I actually, uh, you know, have people, you know, interested from England and, and, and uh, the Netherlands. So uh, it's really cool to kind of see the, the word spreading, you know, not only, you know, in the United States, but past our borders. Um, so the first tour is going to start at uh, Newark Airport. Then we're going to head up to Six Flags New England that very morning, hang out there all day long, and then head down for a second day is the only day of the tour where we're kind of hitting two parks in one day. So the first half of the, or three quarters of the day, I would say, is going to be at Lake Compounds. Uh, and we're going to have exclusive ride time there. Really, really excited for it. Uh, they haven't told me what rides yet, but definitely put in a good word for Boulder Dash and Phobia Fear there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then our, the last uh, quarter of the day, we're going to drive about 20 to 25 minutes down to Kwasi. Um, and we're going to have, you know, full day passes there, even though we're only going to be there for two to three hours. And then we're going to have a full hour of exclusive ride time at Wooden Warrior. Uh, actually, it's been great. I was able to speak with George, the owner of uh, Quasi. Some. He's super excited to have our group over and, you know, really, really a big help to have, you know, someone on your side like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, you know, day three, uh, we're going to head out to Knobles, which in my is just such a phenomenal amusement park. I mean... I love the Pennsylvania feel of that theme park, and it's just you know such a cool place to be. One of the most unique parks I've ever been to, for sure. Uh, yeah, it is just there's something so special about it, in my opinion. You know, it is great being able to go to a great adventure type park. You know, unlimited roller coasters, basically. Mm-hmm. But there's just something. You know, I mean, I keep saying you know sounds silly, but something so Pennsylvanian about it. It's really, really neat being out there. Plus, it's the only park left that's got a fascination parlor, so... That's right. That's right. Yeah, really excited for fascination. You know, the skyline there is great. There's just so many awesome things to do. It's a really underrated park. Um, it's just, just phenomenal. And then the next day, after hitting, you know, a smaller mom-and-pop park like Knobles, we're going to head over to Hershey Park. So that's, you know, going to one of the places that has probably one of the best coaster lineups in the entire country, in my opinion. I agree. Definitely very very high up there on the list if not you know top five for sure um and then after that uh we're gonna head to dorney park which i personally love i think it's a little bit more relaxed uh we're gonna have you know fast passes there for sure and you know just able to get on as many rides as possible um then the last day of our trip is going to be at six flags great adventure so a little bit uh close to home for me so that'll be really exciting um you know, can't beat El Toro, in my opinion. Just one of the best roller coasters out there. Oh, boy. And, I'm uh, not going to say anything. <laughs> too rough for you guys, I guess. Chris uh, hasn't ridden it. I got a really bad ride on it, and I love watching people when I, like, go over the top on calling it over the, overrated. <laughs> it almost not... has become more of a running joke in our friend group at this point than it is my actual – like, my opinion on it, it's like, it's a good ride. Is it the greatest? No. Um, but I also ride lightning rod every weekend. So, ah, there you go. A little spoiled over there. I see. Just That's a little. Cool. So <laughs> That's great. But yeah, I do need to get back cause I do want to yeah. ride it again. I, I love it personally. I've been on it over 2000 times now. Oh. It is phenomenal. I'm, I'm spoiled to have it in my backyard here, but I, I love that, it. That does sound fun. And, and Jersey devils, you know, coming up next year. So just such an exciting kind of thing. And then after a day at great adventure, Everyone's just going to get dropped right off uh, at Newark Airport, and hopefully, you know, 
everyone will have at least made a friend or two along the way and uh you know maybe uh could join us for a tour in the future awesome so go ahead go ahead chris (laughs) yeah you got it no you go ahead because i now have lost oh my gosh okay well so i was gonna ask what is included in these tours that really makes it worthwhile going on the tour rather than just planning something yourself yeah definitely so that's a phenomenal question um obviously the number one answer um is going to be exclusive ride time um that's what every coaster enthusiast looks for um to me personally i think it's a little over chalked um you know hollywood nights recently uh had some pretty long lines on Voyage, I heard, during exclusive ride. Oh, time. yes, it did. Um, I, <laughs> I was there. I, I can I, confirm. Yeah. Yeah. So so here's my thing. You know, I'm a former Flash Pass employee, so I'm always kind of pushing that. Uh, it is, in my opinion, the best option, always. Um, so, you know, when you really break it down, let's, let's take, you know, Dorney Park's Fastlane, for instance. You have something like that where, you know, Fastlane is such a phenomenal system. I'll just put that out there first and foremost. But you can skip any line and be on a coaster within, you know, one to two trains. It's just, it's remarkable. It's essentially a 10-hour-long ERT session if you really, really think about it. Yeah. You could, you could just go on, let's say, you know, Hydra, Talon, Steel Force over and over and over again then no one's going to stop you no one's going to say hey ERT's over you know you can ride non-stop if you really want to so just to have that kind of dual function of ERT and fast passes during the day is just so some would call it overkill but I think it's amazing um, I agree the days I've done fast link because I usually try to avoid it because it's an extra expense when you're planning trips mm-hmm. the days you do it those are days that stick out in your mind it's like we wrote a on that day yeah so i'm such like a big you know i i love fast lane online i think it's great so at every park along our tour that offers fast lane we will have that so flash passes at new england and great adventure hershey park we're going to be getting like the top level unlimited fast pass like you can ride as many times as you want dorney park we're going to have fast lane so i'm like i said a huge fan of that kind of thing and then you know, the other thing I can offer to people is, is just the camaraderie of having people around you who are like-minded and enjoy the same hobby. Um, we're all here for roller coasters, clearly. Um, and it's just is a really great experience when, you know, you can, you can get on rides with, with people who maybe you've never met before, but maybe make a new friend and, and find someone in the coaster community who you kind of like, you know, can bond with, essentially. I, I can remember I, I did a theme park review event. Um, back in 2011, uh, Great Adventure, I was, you know, much younger, before I even worked at Great Adventure. Um, and they had El Toro exclusive ride time to end the night. And I can remember riding over and over again. And and I was a single rider at the time and just always having a new single rider next to me and talking to them, hey, you know, what's your home park? You know, where are you from? And it was just so cool to meet, you know, all these different people in, in such a short amount of time. So I feel like, you know, having that, a group together like that is just such an amazing, amazing thing. And in my mm-hmm. schedule, I've, I've planned uh, optional, you know, obviously every day at the park is up to, you know, you, I, I'm not going to, you know, follow you around everywhere, but I have optional you know, lunches and dinners. So kind of at like the best, you know, eating uh, places within each park, uh, we're going to have lunches and dinners where we can all meet up as a group, if you so wish and kind of talk and eat together and get to know each other. And then I also have, 
informal ride takeovers. Yeah, ITRs. I love doing those with friends. Yeah. Those are fun. Really, really looking forward to that because just imagine, you know, having 50 some odd people using their fast passes or fast lanes or what have you uh, to just, you know, skip up a line and basically take over a train from the GP. I feel like it would be a really fun and interesting experience to say the least. We ace um, our southeast region loves to do those, especially when we're at Carowinds. We'll get a huge group, and we might not have fast lane, but we'll all get in the line together at the same time. It's like, okay, yeah. we've got like a group of like last year we did Copperhead Strike, so it's like, okay, we've got a group right, of like right. 48, and we took over like four trains worth of Copperhead. <laughs> that's awesome, yeah. But, that's that's what I'm going for, exactly right. And I will say this Chris and I are like big advocate for meeting new people at parks um, because we would not be here talking to you tonight if we hadn't yeah. met people at parks. Right. Um, so I, that is something I also really enjoy because I think meeting new people, making friends, getting those memories are awesome. Yeah. <clears throat> it's, it's, you know, an experience of a lifetime to say the least, uh, or at least I surely hope I can provide something of the sort. Yeah. So I've got a couple of questions for like the technical side of this. When you sit down to organize this, what's it like? Yeah, so this goes back to me just thinking I'm good at you know planning trips, and I really do. I, I had planned um, in 2018 with a buddy of mine. We had never been to Cedar Point before, so you know I'm I'm from Jersey, so we decided to do four theme parks in four days with 24 hours of driving in between. Um, First of all, the tour was incredible. I would have never thought I would do something like that. What um, parks did you hit? Yeah, so it was Knobles, then Cedar Point the next day, then Kings Island, and then Kennywood on the way back. Okay, uh, so four really great parks. <laughs> yeah, it was an experience to say the least, but I can tell you by the time we got to Kennywood, I think we left at noon because we were so mentally like just drained from all the driving, staying up late, checking in the hotel. Like it was a disaster. And, you know, when you take off that kind of mental strain of driving. That, that uh, was another thing I was going to mention. Like you don't get a drive on this tour. Someone else exactly is doing the driving right. for you. Exactly right. That, you know, a lot of people discount that. You know, some people are Iron Man and they can just drive forever. I unfortunately am not one of those people. Um, so just being able to have someone drive you and be able to spend that time as you wish, like sleeping or, you know, listening to music or, you know, whatever, whatever you do in your spare time, uh, it, it just, you'll be, you'll feel so much more rested and, and ready to go. And you'll, you'll enjoy each day that much more because by the time we got to Kennywood, it was just killer. Um, so I definitely thought, you know what, that was a great trip. And I know this is something that's possible. So I thought, Hey, you know what? Why not uh, invite some other coaster enthusiasts? I think it'd be a good time to have everybody get together. Okay. So, so that's the inspiration. And then, so I, we were talking off air before we started, but with uh, quarantine and COVID this year, we all had a ton of free time on our hands. So that's where you said you kind of started with this idea, right? Yeah, definitely. So, you know, COVID came around. Truly, I was actually supposed to go down to San Antonio with that same friend. Uh, to do uh, Six Flags Over Texas, Six Flags Fiesta Texas, and SeaWorld San Antonio. Um, COVID obviously put a damper on that one. Um, 
and and I had this like phenomenal trip planned down to a T. And I'm like one of those guys. I'm not necessarily one of those guys who's like at six twelve we'll be at you know Iron Rattler. I'm not, you know, yeah. I'm not, not going to micromanage it to that much. But I'm like you know. Hey, let's leave the hotel by 830. You know, I know the bus takes X amount of minutes and we'll get there by around, you know, nine o'clock. Beautiful. So we had this whole kind of thing planned out and I was so excited for it. And bam, COVID happened. Everything shut down. I'm like, oh, my God, like I got to do something with the, the coaster community. So I was like, you know what? Actually, like this seems like something that would be really cool. And I remember just the crazy following that Theme Park Review had. And I'm like listen, if they can do it, and they're kind of, you know, more, a little more exclusive now, most of their tours are more overseas and kind of, you know, um, they usually only allow people who have been members for like quite a while on tours and, and things like that. So sure, become, Rob Alvey handpicks who goes on those tours. Right, right. So, so it's, it's become a little bit more exclusive and, and I'm an all-inclusive guy and I, I never like to, you know, pick and choose people. So I, mm-hmm. I, I want something that every single human being on this planet, no matter what shape or size or, or what have you, uh, can just come along and not have to worry about a thing. You know, everything's provided for you, food, hotels, bus, fast pass, admission tickets, you know, ERT, everything. The second you step on the tour bus, everything is taken care of and you can just focus on having a good time. It definitely sounds awesome. Like I will definitely, be looking into going on these in the future, I will say, because it seems like you have everything figured out. And once again, like it just sounds like a week long ACE event and ACE events are awesome. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's, and that's the thing. And, 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 you know, I, I don't want to seem like I'm, I'm taking any sort of steam from ACE because like I said, I have the utmost respect for ACE. They, they're such an amazing, what they've been able to do, you know, to reach, you know, every corner of the globe it seems to find coaster enthusiasts is just nothing short of incredible in my opinion. But, but I definitely want to try and like fill the gaps in between because, you know, maybe there are coaster enthusiasts out there who would value, you know, spending all their time off of work in kind of one little week and going away and hitting all these amazing amusement parks in one time, then kind of being like, Oh, let's go to great adventure one weekend. Okay. Now we have to wait a week and then go, you know, the next weekend to, you know, wherever. So, kind of just you know a good good area to kind of fill the gaps there is that's, mm-hmm. that's the best way i can put it all right so we've got a couple of the the little basic questions well, that we I've, I've, got a co- I've got a couple more questions i keep think he says something like that triggers a question in my mind so i've actually yeah, got a few more questions about like planning this yeah so, any, any questions i'm, I'm here for I, I i love talking about it so so you pick newark and i understand why you pick newark and then when you so because it's such a central airport and it's not LaGuardia yes. or JFK, so I applaud you for that. Um, when you figure out, so you probably were looking at it's like and you pick the parks. How did that start out? What was you? You live in that area, so of course you know the region a lot better than we would. Right. But how yeah. did you go about picking the parks and deciding when you're going where and how you're going to do it? Yeah. So. A great question. Uh, definitely, you you kind of hinted at a little bit with it being my home turf. You know, this is this is my home ballpark here. Um, but in addition to that, um, I essentially just picked the best parks that I know off the top of my head that people you know would fly from you know all all corners of the earth to come to, um, and, and and I kind of planned it in a way that 
it would essentially have the shortest amount of driving because nobody likes driving and everyone wants more times, you know, more time spent at each park. So, so I had, you know, obviously the time factor in mind and, and it's, it's, I call it almost like a Sudoku puzzle or Rubik's cube. Um, a lot of people, I've, you know, haven't, don't have much experience with chartering buses before. I know it's not the most difficult thing in the world, but, um, I've definitely learned a lot about it and it's really cool that there are a lot of laws out there that, you know, bus drivers can only be on duty for 15 hours maximum per day. They need X amount of hours of sleep. You know, they can only be driving for X amount of hours before they need a break, et cetera, et cetera. And I knew this area was all very, you know, tightly packed. If I was to plan a trip, uh, you know, from Kings Dominion and Bush Gardens, Williamsburg, that's easy peasy. And then you say, hey, well, next park on our trip is Carowinds. Well, where are you making up that time for? You know, that's, that's a pretty long way. Um, so I knew everything was kind of, you know, in a circle, you know, pretty close together, easy to get to. Um, and it was something that was doable with that, that kind of Sudoku puzzle I mentioned where we can fit everything in, uh, you know, have ample time to do each park um, while also staying within, you know, the rules that are provided for these bus drivers. So it, it's been honestly super fun to kind of, you know, build this puzzle from the ground up yeah that sounds like the i mean it's like you said it's a puzzle but it's also since you know the area it's like okay i kind of know this is how it would work and here's the driving exactly. to all these places exactly yeah yeah i you know i have i have a faint kind of you know understanding of of certain areas obviously i don't know everything like oh we're gonna take exit blah 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 wherever like i'm, I'm not that in depth on it um <laughs> pray to google maps there but, yeah uh, google maps how yeah that's made life, yeah, life big, a lot easier yeah big time help there but but like i said it's been a ton of fun because especially like day two for instance we're having ert in the morning and then ert at night and then we have to drive after so it's like a whole can we fit everything in in that 15 hours like where's the hotel going to be how far can we actually drive before we have to you know stop it's 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 been a ton of fun and especially just you know me I built my own, you know, website and I have my own Instagram and I, I love Instagram. So just reaching out to coaster enthusiasts has been just such a cool experience. Uh, just kind of building my own, I mean, empire isn't the right word, but, you know, building my own little, little tiny following here has been, you know, pretty neat to say the least. Yeah, that's for sure. And so we've talked a lot about what goes into or what's happening on this trip and what goes into planning it. And of course it sadly it can't be free because if it were free, I mean, I'd be like, yeah, but what's the yeah. ballpark price for these tours for our audience? Cause I know I would definitely be interested in doing this. Yeah, absolutely. So um, first and foremost, I will say that I do offer dynamic pricing. I think this is like a pretty important thing that some tours don't do uh, or, I know Ace usually hits the ball, you know, square on with this one, but uh, I do offer discounts to any 2021, you know, season pass or meal plan holders for Cedar Fair or Six Flags. Um, if you already have paid for a ticket, like I feel it's wrong with me to then charge you for another ticket that you would probably throw in the garbage anyway. Um, so definitely want to just put that out there. So the packages start uh, in between $13.99 and $15.99, uh, and you get the you know, all uh, seven parks. So you get admission, fast passes at each park, um, you know, the bus, hotel for that night, and you get any exclusive ride time. And also get uh, three meals a day. So we're going to provide you with meal vouchers or 
meal plans or, you know, whatever that specific parks, you know, offering, um, you know, obviously I'm going to figure that out uh, as we near closer and I kind of see how many people I have coming on the trip. Um, but, but definitely, as I stated earlier in the podcast, uh, once you set foot on the tour bus, you are taken care of 100%. Awesome. And so I've got one, this is the hypothetical. So this trip is super successful and you've got a bunch of people wanting to go. What tour, what's your dream tour that you want to do? Do you have like one in mind? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a good question. So, and then so many people ask, you know, what, what about 2022? What about 2023? Well, obviously my hope is that this trip is as successful as possible. I mean, clearly that's the goal. Um, I would say something in the future would probably be something in Europe, you know, overseas. I've never been there um, to go on coasters before. Luckily, I was able to squeak in a ride on Olympia Looping uh, in oh, Austria. Sweet. So talk about a rare coaster there. That's probably my most rare uh, credit. But, um, but definitely want to do something in maybe England or – or, you know, the Netherlands or something like that. So many, you know, phenomenal coasters that are kind of, you know, off the grid a little bit. So I think definitely in the future, definitely not next year or maybe even the year after. I kind of want to get settled into America a little bit more. But, um, but I, I'm hoping by like maybe like 2025, that would be like really a, an amazing experience to bring along some coaster enthusiasts. Yeah, that sounds like a ton of fun. We've been... We've got a huge group of people that are planning on going to Europe next summer, and we've been making the joke, maybe we should just run a giant tour bus since we're all going to the same parks. There you go. Yeah, it's, it's not the worst idea in the world. Um, and it's definitely something to look into. But uh, yeah, that Europe would be just incredible. Yeah. Well, and then, yeah, Chris, I'll let you take the, uh, yeah. the staple questions. Those ones were just improv questions off the top of Jack's head. Uh, these two are ones that we ask every single guest. You know, they're just pretty sure. basic questions. Favorite theme park that you've been to? Uh, yeah, great story. Uh, Kings Island, 100,000% for me. I uh, did it on that tour, including Cedar Point, so I know that'll make a lot of CP fanboys a little upset. Um, but, you know, when I went to CP, something wasn't right. I don't know what it was. Maybe it was just a bad day for me. I did have Fastlane Plus, so that was cool, but Steel Vengeance did not live up to expectations whatsoever. I wrote it two or three times. I don't, I don't know if it was running weirdly that day or whatever. There was a power outage at the park, so I had to sit around, walking oh. around for about two hours. Uh, yeah, that that's... Day. And then uh, it just it felt very, um, I, I don't know how to describe it, um, and I tried to talk to my buddy about this. Uh, you know, they're worried more about capacity than their actual guests. They want to get you on the ride and get you off the ride and get the next guest on the ride. That's what the employees seemed like they cared about there. And when I went to Kings Island the very next day, I had the greatest amusement park experience ever. The employees all seemed like they cared 100% about the guests. They went out of their way to make the day, you know, that much better. And that left an amazing impression on me. Um, so that's one of my top parks to definitely get back to in the future. I, I got to jump in on Cedar Point because I've had days at parks and I get that. If you want to do the ultimate like VIP Cedar Point experience where they treat you like royalty, you do one of the VIP tours where they yeah. let just. My dad and I did one Labor Day weekend. Good Lord, it's been four years since we did it. The 
that's scary. Um, we did the year Mean Street closed, and we had a tour guide. Her name was Tori. She was awesome. And she took us up the exit ramp of every single ride and put us on the very next train out of the station in any row we wanted. We made yeah. so many people mad on Millennium Force <laughs> that day because we you get loaded in the unload station and you roll forward into the load station. And there are people that have been waiting for like <laughs> three hours standing there. It's like, hi. Yeah, the VIP tours are awesome. I, you know, as a former Six Flags employee, used to see them all the time. And even the Flash Pass, you know, guests would get a little upset when they see. They're like, wait a minute, I paid all this money for Flash Pass. Now someone gets to go in front of me. So that's <laughs> kind of funny. But yeah, definitely VIP tours are definitely a way to go if you have the cash on hand to do it. Because I know it can get extraordinarily expensive, especially at Great Adventure. I mean, that's <laughs> the only one I can yeah. talk around. Seer points was pretty expensive. That was my birthday present that year. It's like I really wanted to ride Mean Streak, and we had one day to do the park. This is like, yeah. do we get fast lane or do we do the VIP do tour? VIP. Yeah, we made the right choice because so the Raptor queue was completely full. Oh my god! And the flash or the fast lane line had um, about a hundred extra queue stanchions, like temporary queue stanchions, set up. Wow. It was ridiculous that day. So, but that was, that's one of the best days I've ever spent at the park. But those VIP tours are nuts. That's fantastic. All right. So, I have a feeling I know the answer, but <laughs> favorite coaster. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm assuming you guys are expecting an El Toro answer here. Yep. Unfortunately, you're not going to get one. I, was, I oh, didn't think it was going to be El Toro either. Chris, you're yeah. like, mm. <laughs> I'm with. Yes. What, what, so, what is it? Number one coaster, in my opinion, is Intimidator 305. Uh, okay. I, I fully understand that. I absolutely love it. I'm still yeah. getting over my blackout headache from it, to be honest. Yeah. It is. That ride is so intense to me. Uh, I've, I've gone to King's Dominion, you know, three times in my life. And every time I, I go back, you know, I, I think last year I even convinced my girlfriend, like, Hey, you want to go ride some cool roller coasters? And of course, I'm dragging her on what, in in my opinion, is one of the most intense roller coasters ever built. Uh, and and I I just I can't get enough of that roller coaster. I love King's Dominion personally. I think it's a phenomenal theme park. They have some really great rides. I uh, fully agree. But Intimidator is just absolutely nuts. Holy cow! Yeah. Yeah. I've ridden 250 ish coasters, and Intimidator 305. Floors them all in intensity. Mm -hmm. That and Voyage are the only two that are close for me. The Voyage can't even lay a finger on. It. The only thing I think that gets <laughs> close is X two. Yeah, haven't been out to Magic Mountain. That's definitely a bucket list park. Haven't haven't been out to uh, Holiday World either. So definitely some some bucket list parks on the list for me. All right. Well, our last thing you want to plug your socials, and then uh, that'll be it. Sure. So. Number one way of reaching me is Instagram. That's like my thing. Uh, I, I have Facebook, but I kind of stink at it. So my Instagram is simply at theme park tours underscore. And the theme park tours is all one word. Um, some guy with like two followers has just at theme park tours. So kind of a shame there. 
We completely but. understand that. <laughs> our our Twitter handle is at Twisted Traveler, but the R at the end is a one because some stupid guy has got the Twisted Traveler <laughs> handle. Yeah, I keep cracking up whenever I see it. I'm hoping like Instagram like does a purge or something relatively soon because I there's no way this person is active uh, with no profile pic and two followers. But uh, you know, power to him, I guess. Uh, so yeah, I have the Instagram. I also have a Facebook. That's just uh, a theme park tours page. Uh, give that a follow or like if possible. I'm not as you know built up on there. I, I will definitely answer you if you shoot me a message, but not my you know preferred uh, way of doing things. Definitely love uh, Instagram. And then my website is themeparktours.org. That's all one word as well. Um, and you can find any of the information that I kind of explained here. All the rides that we'll be getting on. Um, each park kind of gives a breakdown and then also has all the pricing. And, you know, let's say you have a six flag season pass, but not a Cedar fair season pass. It'll give you, you know, whatever discount kind of applies to you for your specific case. Awesome. Right. I'm going to leave links in our uh, description. So if you are interested, go check those out. The website looks awesome. Did you build this yourself? I did. And I actually have no experience building a website at all. Uh, so what did you use a, out of curiosity? Or it... Yeah, it's called Mobarese. And then I kind of use GitHub uh, pages. Like I kind of combined the two, did a little like Frankenstein job on it almost. So it's like I have to go through like one portal to get to the next portal to then like put it on the web. So that was a huge learning experience for me. And, I, you know, I just graduated college from Rutgers University and I had a lot of friends who were in, you know, comp sci. So definitely had to give a couple phone calls over to my buddies over there to to get this thing operational but but i'm, I'm really happy with the way it came out i think it looks really modern and, and pretty professional so yeah it looks awesome i i fit, i rebuild my website about once a month because i get bored of how it looks um <laughs> but yeah this looks awesome so i yeah, appreciate it thank you well thank you so much for coming on it's, this has been awesome um like I said, this is something that I've always wanted to like learn a bit about because you, I see stuff like this and I'm like, that sounds really cool. I'd really like to know like what goes into that and what all it entails. So this was awesome for me. I definitely think Chris and I have talked about, we'd love to do one of these one day. Yes. Yeah. I, I think for both of us, we would definitely be interested in going next year if we didn't already have this Europe thing planned. So we'll mm-hmm. definitely be looking to go in the future. Sounds great, guys. Yeah, really, really appreciate you guys taking the time to have me on. Uh, it was great. You guys, you know, answered on Instagram. So, you know, it goes a long way, and I, and I really do appreciate it. All right. Awesome. So, yeah, real quick for us, uh, if you want to follow us on social media, Instagram is at Twisted underscore Travelers, and Twitter, like we said, is at Twisted Traveler, but the R at the end is a one. We're working on it. <laughs> um, and also, keep uh, stay tuned for some of our upcoming episodes. I'm not going to say names yet, but we have a ton of awesome guests coming on. You probably, If you don't know who they are, I would be shocked, but we've got some awesome guests lined up here in the next couple weeks, and we can't wait to have them on. So, Yes, very excited. Thank you all so much for listening, and we will see you next week. Thanks for listening to the Twisted Travelers Podcast.